Callbacks are a mood killer. There's no other way to put it, right? Whether you're a new business owner or been in business for 40 years, whether you're the tech on site, the service manager, the owner, the customer, it just kills everybody's mood, makes everybody upset, right? The customer has this piece of equipment that they thought was working, but now it's not. The tech thought they fixed it, and then they start second-guessing their own um, qualifications and skills. I mean, I've been there, right? It, it happens to us all. So there's ways to mitigate callbacks. For a company that's been around for 40 years, you don't want callbacks at all. But a company that's been in business for six months to a year or even less, callbacks are very important to prevent because we live in a, in a world with online reviews and we don't want bad online reviews when we're first starting out because that is going to choke our momentum going forward. That's going to choke our word of mouth and, and how we represent ourselves within the industry. So we're going to talk about callbacks, right, on this episode. This is Evolution of an HVAC Business, Episode 9. Okay, guys, let's get to it. So this mini-podcast series within the podcast revolving around evolution of a business is sponsored by Jobber. That is a CRM tool that I'm using to run McCready HVAC and Refrigeration Services. So there's an event coming up, and it's 100% free, and it's for home service businesses. So basically, Jobber is running their Jobber Summit March 1st, and I'll leave the link for you guys in the podcast notes so you can check it out. But basically what it is, is a bunch of sessions that are online and it's totally free and there's a bunch of guest speakers and the whole goal is to connect community of the home service businesses and educate and get some tips and techniques to help run your business better. So if you're available on March 1st, I mean, you can sign up and you can check out as many sessions as possible and get a little bit better educated and get some tips on how to run your business better. So I remember a service meeting back in the day and it was revolving around some callbacks that were happening within the company. And the owner was in the, the meeting and he was a tech as well. Very good one. I mean, very hard-nosed type tech, old school, but good, right? And one of the statements he made kind of stuck with me. And he said, I thought you guys were checking over the whole unit, the whole piece of equipment. And he was discussing, or we were discussing rooftops at the time. This was at, this was what the meeting was about, was callbacks on a specific area of, of or specific building that had these rooftops. And he said, I thought you guys were checking over all of, all of the equipment, not just the problem at hand. And, and what he means by that, let's say it's the winter time and let's say there's a problem with the heating and you go check out the heating and you fix that specific problem. Well, what he's kind of saying is now that you're done fixing that, go around and just make sure everything else is okay. Make sure the fan is running in the right direction. Make sure the fan's running at all, right? Make sure that the, the belt is not about to break. Make sure the filter's not plugged. Make sure the evaporator coil is not plugged up and it's going to cause airflow issues. Just take the time to go around that machine and check some other things out. Because think about it. If you fix a heating issue, we go to a rooftop unit, for example, that is belt driven and we have a heating issue, it's got a, a bad ignition control and you change it, the heat's firing up, awesome. But the tech doesn't open the blower door and see that the belt has a bunch of uh, minor cuts and nicks in it and, in, and it has limited lifetime left. Well, I mean, three, week, three weeks might go by and 
the customer might call back and go, my heat's not working again. And you go back and the belt is broken and it's laying on the floor of, of the blower section. Well, that's something that could have been prevented when you were there checking over the machine. Okay, things like that is going to prevent callbacks just by giving the machine a once over on the initial service call or the initial, I guess, diagnosis of the machine before you run out. Just do a once over, make sure there's nothing else that stands out as being problematic. A surefire way to prevent callbacks is to be very methodical on your service call approach. Now, being methodical starts with observation eyes, ears, even smell, right? Because you can smell things like burnt motor windings. You can smell uh, refrigerant leaking, like that sort of chemical smell. You can smell aldehydes too if something is not burning correctly on a gas-fired appliance. So it all starts with observation. I'll, I'll take you on this recent call I was at where the customer called and said their furnace was making a loud noise. So went down into the basement of the home and started to do a visual inspection of the cabinet the ductwork, the um, the venting and stuff. And I did notice right off the bat that there was water leaking out of the, the vent that was going from the combustion chamber to the outside, which is not good. That means we have a leak in the combustion venting. So I, I pointed that out right away. I said, Mr. Homeowner, this has to be fixed. We cannot leave that like that. He was, um, he was glad that I pointed it out and said, of course, we got to fix it. So anyway... After that visual inspection, that was the only thing that I really found that popped out at me. So I asked them to start up the furnace because so, I wanted to listen for the sound. So listen for the sound and there it was. It was kind of like a, a bang in, in the blower section. And when I removed the panel, I asked them to shut the, the thermostat off. Okay, um, I shut down the power at the thermostat, removed the blower panel and found that the blower housing itself was kind of rocking back and forth because one of the, the screws weren't tight holding it in place. So that was an easy fix. I pulled the filter out just to look at it to make sure it was okay. And visually, it looked it looked okay to me like it could go another few weeks. Okay. And this is the interesting part, right? I put it all kind of back together and ran it. And this is something that you got to do when you're on a service call. You got to run things and try to get them to satisfy on the thermostat because in between satisfying on the thermostat, weird things could happen. We eliminated the vibration issue. Uh, we eliminated the, the issue with the leaking vent. Okay, those things were alleviated. But there could be other things going on. And this is going back to what I told you my boss said, inspect the whole thing. So we ran it, check gas pressure, and while checking gas pressure, it shut off. And just before that, the customer was explaining to me, he's like, it seems like it took two hours the other night to heat, like the furnace was running nonstop. And that seemed weird to me that he made that observation. And while I'm checking the gas pressure, the thing shut off on me right in front of my face. And I had him go up to the thermostat. I go, is the thermostat satisfied or is it still asking for heat? He's like, no, it's like, it's still asking for heat. I said, well, it shouldn't be shutting down like this. So what it ended up being was it was going off on high limit and that filter that I thought was good actually was causing such a bad air restriction that it was going off on high limit. Remove the filter, the airflow increased immensely. It was, it was pretty wild and they put a new filter in, but it just goes to show you that sometimes the eyeball is not 100% correct. You got to use 
other methods like test tools. I've, if I checked uh, inches water column across that filter, I would have seen. But pulling it out changed the whole scenario. It changed the game. It wasn't going, going off on high limit anymore. So being patient is also part of, of your method, right? Observation is first. Proper power to the machine, okay? Is the fan running and then is your cooling or heating running after that? So it's always power for me, um, then it's fan, and then it's heating, cooling. But before all of that, it's just a general observation. And without going through those steps, right, I wouldn't have noticed that the thing was shutting off on limit because it took a few minutes. If I was impatient, if I wanted to get out of there quick, if I wasn't checking gas pressure, I would have left there after watching it fire and the fan come on, no vibration, you're good, I'm out. Well, I could have got a call back saying, hey, my furnace is still doing this thing where it takes two hours to heat because I missed something along the way. So always take a step back, look at the whole scenario, the grand, the grand picture of everything that's going on in front of you because when you do that, you'll come across things that are abnormal that may prevent a callback. Installation, I think, is more important when it comes to callbacks because the customer is paying for brand new equipment to be installed correctly. There's nothing worse than a piece of brand new equipment failing within the first few days you're there because it's something you did to cause that mess up, right? You installed a drain wrong. Uh, maybe you didn't check wire connections before starting the machine up. Maybe you didn't seal the ductwork properly. Maybe you didn't nitrogen brace, right? Maybe you didn't dial in the TX valve, or set the gas pressure properly. These are all things that need to be done and checked in order to prevent callbacks in the future that make you look like you don't know um, what you're doing 100%. Now, you can't mitigate all, you can't stop all callbacks because there could be some manufacturer defects that you can't see or observe or it doesn't show when you go start the machine up that could eventually fail like maybe a bad circuit board or something like that or a faulty motor that you you can't really catch during the startup of an install but it's the simple things that lead up to the startup of the machine and then the startup of the machine and, and a proper startup of the machine that's going to prevent it okay all the things i mentioned nitrogen braze is a big one there's still techs out there that don't even believe in nitrogen braze because they've done it for years and years and years and never had a problem well when they were doing it for years and years and years it may not have caused as big of a problem in the past with mineral oil but now with poe oil acting like a detergent grabbing all that carbon inside of the pipe and bringing it back to the filter dryer to clog up or bringing it back to the metering device to clog up eventually something's going to happen so you got to be nitrogen brazing to prevent callbacks. Just, just out of plain curiosity, I'll like pull on wire, like stake on wire connections with inside of a cabinet because sometimes they'll pull right off and you don't even have to use much effort. So imagine what vibrating over time over the course of a, a few weeks might do. It might, the loose connection could cause an arc, it could cause... Um, a failure, it could cause something that is going to create a callback for you to go back to that place. Now it's out of pocket, unless your installation costs um, includes a callback or two.
right? And and some some companies will kind of add that to the cost because they know in in the nature of this business sometimes it happens. But for your bottom line to be the best it can be at the end of the day. When I say bottom line, I mean at the end of the day how much money you're going to make on that job. You really don't want to be going back. So all of the things you've been taught or not taught yet, look into them and learn how to do them properly. Learn how to do a proper install, a proper startup, and check things thoroughly. Because when you do that, when you go home at night, you'll sleep better. If you know you're skipping things, skipping steps, you're going to, trust me, it's going to be in the back of your head and it's going to keep you awake and it's going to, it's going to drain your energy. It really, really will. Like when I was an apprentice, I would leave things that I was a hundred percent not sure if that was the right way to leave it. And it ate away at me and, and I couldn't sleep sometimes at night. And like, is that really the way I should have done that? But you learn these things through time, right? I, I once read, uh, recently actually on, I think it was on LinkedIn and it was posted maybe on a few different places, but I don't remember exactly how it went. I'm paraphrasing, but a mistake the first time is forgiven, but a mistake the second time is now a decision because you've already made it. You know what the correct way to do it is. And if you're making that same mistake again, you're making the decision to make that mistake again. So there's tons of ways to mitigate callbacks. New business guys, you want to mitigate them as much as possible to grow your word of mouth, to grow your online presence in positive reviews. You want those five-star reviews from your customers so other people see them and want to use your services and um, they want to get you to install their equipment as well. So I hope you learned something on this one, guys. We will keep putting these out and evolving as business owners and evolving as techs. And that's it. Happy HVACing.